Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. To welcome you to the Walking by Faith podcast, the Crossroad Ministries. Once again, I'm Mark Hawks, and I'm so glad that you're with me here again today. I want to continue in the book of James, chapter 1, book of James, chapter 1, beginning in verse 10. And we'll find here that James is going to speak on a different variety of different topics. He's going to talk about the rich, the rich man, or the riches. He's going to talk about sin in verse 14 and 15. And we're going to talk about us being beget by the truth of the word of God and he's going to talk about looking into a glass and seeing our reflection talking about a mirror and talking about in verses 26 and 27 the last two verses of the chapter talking about pure religion so let's read here in the book of James 1 and 10 but the rich in that he has made low because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away Verse 11, For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower falls. And the grace of the fashion of it perishes. Also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Lord, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless your word as it goes forth. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I don't think I can find anywhere in the Bible where it says that anybody's condemned because they're rich. I do find places in the Bible and throughout the Word of God where the rich use their places of power and position to oppress people. I do find that many times. The Lord Jesus talked about riches here in the 16th chapter of the book of St. Luke, chapter 16, verse 9. And it says, There was a certain rich man which clothed in purple and fine linen, and he fired we fired very well every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And as earned to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and said, Father Abraham, seeing Father Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Here we have a contrast of a rich man and a poor man. Now the rich man didn't go to hell because he was rich and Lazarus, he certainly didn't go to heaven because he was a beggar and because he had so many such health issues and he was sick and he lay at the gate of the rich man and the dogs came and licked his wounds. Let's make it perfectly clear here that he didn't go to hell because he was rich. Lazarus didn't go to heaven because of his condition. But it does tell us that they both died. And he saw Lazarus, and he asked for a little bit of water from the finger of Lazarus to touch his tongue. But he said to him, Son, remember that you in your lifetime, you received the good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, there is between us a great gulf fixed, so that we cannot pass to you, and you cannot pass to us. So he had to give up on that. The only thing he had in hell was his memory. That's the only thing that you'll have if you reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing you'll have in hell will be your memory. So in verse 27 he says, I pray thee therefore, Father, that you would send send him to my father's house. Now he tries to take a different route since he can't get any water. And all he has is his memory. 
And he says, I have five brethren. Send him to testify unto them, that lest they come into this place of torment. Verse 29, And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one, if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they will not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, there are many people in this world that are just going to reject, they're going to reject and reject until they end up in hell. And it'll be by their own choosing. It won't be, it won't be the will of God, but it'll be because they simply choose to reject. And I'm fully persuaded if somebody came from the dead and warned them about hell, I don't believe that would even change their mind. For he makes it clear here in verse 31, And he said unto them, Surely if somebody from the dead comes back, they'll believe. And he said unto him, If they will not hear the word of God, the Bible, if they will not hear the preaching of the gospel, if they will not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And, and the fact of it is, in the gospel, here in the age of dispensation, one has rose from the dead. The Lord Jesus Christ has provided a way for every one of us to escape damnation and to find eternal life. Verse 12, Blessed is a man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Verse 14, talking about sin now. But every man when he is tempted, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, and when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no, neither shadow of turning. I think it was Calvin Cooley's the president. He came, I think, according to history, the story goes that he went to church that Sunday morning to come back. And, and upon him coming back to his home, his wife asked him, said, well, how was church? He said, it was good. She asked another question. She said, well, how was the preaching? Oh, well, it was good. And then she asked another question. She said, what did the preacher preach about? said, he preached about sin. And she said, what did he have to say about it? <laughs> and he said, he was against it. You see, the Bible tells us that when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. There's never been anybody on, upon the face of the earth that that's not been true about. Every man upon this earth has sinned. Everyone, except one. The man God, the God man, the Lord Jesus Christ. When John the Baptist came preaching upon the river banks of Jordan, he said in St. John chapter 1, verse 29, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. When sin finally runs its course, it'll kill you every time. It's a 100% killer. And the only cure for the sin in your life and my life is the greatest physician that ever walked upon the face of the earth, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, the great physician. He said, I came not, I came not, to call those which are righteous unto repentance. But I came to call the sinners to repentance. He is the great physician. He is the water of life. He is the bread of life. He is the bright and morning star. He is Emmanuel. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Luke chapter 18, verse 18. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none is good save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these things have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Thou lacketh one thing, sell all that you have, and distribute it unto the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. 
And when he had heard this, he was very sorrowful for the Bible says, Christ says, for he was very rich. You see, people have riches, but the riches pretty much own them. The riches own them more than they own it. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. St. Luke chapter 19, verse 2. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not because he was, he was short of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for the day I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I bet he came down a lot quicker than he went up it. <laughs> the Bible says that he came down. The Lord Jesus said, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down, for this day I will abide with thee in thy house. And it says he came down and he received. I bet he slid down real fast. And he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be the guest for the man that is a sinner. Yes, yes, sir. The Lord Jesus is the best friend a sinner ever had. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto him, Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I will give to the poor. If I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much also that he is a son of Abraham. Why did Christ come into the world? Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Bible tells in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. St. John chapter 12. St. John chapter 12, verse 1. And then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Here's Lazarus been dead for four days, and Jesus has raised him from the dead. He's sitting at the table with Jesus. Then took Murray a pound of ointment and spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? So he makes a big deal about it. And he says that the house was filled with the odor of the ointment when she wiped his feet and dried it with her hair. And Judas, being full of righteous indignation, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence? We could have made a lot more better use for this ointment than, uh, than we could have given it to the poor. This he said, verse 6, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. See, the Bible calls him. The Bible says he was a thief. He spoke of this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and burned what was put therein. In other words, he coveted what was put in. It wasn't for him, but he coveted it. Then said Jesus unto him, Let her alone. Against the day of my burial has she kept this. Jesus said here in verse 8, Do you believe this for the poor? Always you have with you. With all the poverty programs that we've had, they're still poor. For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. 
verse 18. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth, that we should be the first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Boy, there's some good advice. Don't shoot your mouth off until you got your mind pretty much loaded real good. Think about what you're going to say. Speak clearly. Speak honestly. Speak the truth in love. Don't shoot your mouth off when your head's empty. Of his own will beget he us with what? The word of truth. Why do I emphasize the King James Version so much? Because I believe it to be the true, the true word of God. In the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 3, the general epistle of Jude. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, and the him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Where do I get that from? I get that from the Bible. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, Jesus speaking to the church on Laodicea, These things saith the Amen of the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, And with all deception and unrighteousness in them that perish. Why do they perish? Why do people perish? Because they receive not the love of the truth of the gospel, that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them. God shall send them a strong delusion that they will believe a lie. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. We all know this, but do we do it? Study, study to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in him. Grow up in who? Speaking the truth in love, may grow up into Christ. Some Christians need to grow up. That we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. In the book of James, chapter 3, verse 14, lied not against the truth. 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 18, but as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay. It wasn't yes and no. Verse 20, for all the promises of God in him, Christ, are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God. So in verse 19, that every man be swift to hear, good advice, slow to speak, good advice, practical advice, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, laying aside all filthiness and naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Talking about looking in a mirror. For if any be a hearer, of the word and not a doer. He is like unto a man beholding his natural glass, natural face in a glass, his natural reflection in a mirror or glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Verse 26 and 27, talking about real religion, the old time religion. That makes me love everybody. That makes me love the Lord God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If any man among you seem to be religious and brideth not his tongue. If somebody's got a filthy mouth, something's wrong. The Word of God tells us, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. 
If any man among you seem to be religious, and brideth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain, James says. Pure religion and the fire before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. You don't hear a lot about separation and being separated from the world. Separated from the world and joined together unto Christ to grow up in Christ. We thank you for spending this time with me, with me today. May the Lord recently bless you. Until the next podcast, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, today for what you've done for us. Now bless the going forth of your word and bless those that have heard it today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.